This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, folks. It's Adam the Bull. This is The Bullpen brought to you by Bet Rivers. And I don't have a ton of time for pleasantries today because I got a lot I got to get to. Yes, we had an NBA playoff game that allowed the Boston Celtics to stay alive yesterday after they actually played pretty well. We will get to that. But I want to start with something I've been thinking about a lot and something I've discussed in bits and pieces over the years here, radio, TV, but I wanted to put it all together in one place. I've been thinking about this. I love sports. If you're listening to this podcast, you love sports. But how can we make the sports we love even better? I'll get to that as we kick off the podcast. It's the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, folks, let's, let's jump right into it. Sports are great. We love them, but they can be better. Unfortunately, money gets in the way, right? Money is great, but it's also the root of all evil, is it? I don't know that it is. That's what some people say. I don't know if that's true. But I do know that when it comes to sports, a lot of the negative things about the sport, in my opinion, have to do with money, which I get. Everybody wants to make money. Billionaires want to make money. Millionaires want to make money. And so do the rest of us, right? But unfortunately, sometimes that gets in the way of what is best for a particular sport. Now, the owners and maybe even the players will try to convince you that, no, we are doing this for you, the fan. But that's untrue. Professional sports leagues, just like any other business, do what's best for them and their shareholders, not what's for the fans. Hopefully enough of it's good for the fans or the customers, if it's another type of business, that it's okay. But in many cases, it's not. Now, overall, sports generally works for fans. Most things about sports are good. It's actually one of the few areas in life we can all agree on, that we can root for our team together, no matter what our uh, political background is, our social background is, whatever it is. We can root for the same sports teams and actually, in one vein, get along. And that's a great thing about sports. But sports could be even better. And let's begin with the sport that probably needs the least fixing, and that's the NFL. Now, as long as you're realistic about the situation, see, the NFL wants to convince you and the players uh, that the sport has gotten safer, that they care about the health of the players, but they don't. Let's face the reality. I'm not saying not a single person that works in the NFL the executive office doesn't care about the players. There probably are some, but by and large, it's all about money. Okay, but at least now the players know the risks, or at least they know a higher percentage of risks than they did years ago before the concussion lawsuit. 
the NFL was essentially covering up information they had. Now it's all out there. If a player chooses to play football, he now is much more aware of the risks. Now, a 22-year-old, a 21-year-old, a 23-year-old, mostly coming from poor backgrounds because most NFL players don't have money when they are 21, 22, 23. There's not a high percentage of rich people in America, certainly amongst professional athletes. It would be about the same, if not less. So if you don't come from money and you have a chance to make a lot of money, well, most people would make the choice to to risk their health to make that a lot of money. I know when I was that age, I would have done the same thing. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. If I were good enough to play in the NFL, I probably would have done it. And at the time, I wouldn't have known the risks. Certainly not to the extent today. So, but at least now people have the choice. So, there's, so on that vein, I'm going to leave that alone. They've made, they've tweaked some rules to try to make the sport healthier. It's not football is is it is what it is. Okay, and again, we the players know the risks. At this point, if you go into it, uh, you know you know it. You know the dangers. I know a lot of football players. They know the risks now. So if that's what they choose to do, that's that's on them at this point. There's no longer a cover-up. That got busted up. So what can we do? So we can't make the NFL safer because we got to be realistic. It's just not it, – it's a dangerous sport. That, that, that is what it is. We all love the NFL. We all want it to continue. It's the most popular sport in America for a variety of reasons. It's a shorter season. It's easier to bet on. Try betting on if you know we talk here at Bet Rivers a lot about lines and and spreads and stuff like that. Well, when you bet baseball or hockey, if you're a novice better, it can be confusing. You know, if I look at today and I see the Texas Rangers are minus one twenty four to win, I understand what that means. A lot of my listeners understand what that means because you've been educated on that. You get it. But a casual fan may not. It's a little easier to understand the Giants are a three-and-a-half-point underdog than the Texas Rangers are minus 124 to win. It's a little more straightforward. That makes it easier. Fantasy football, big part of the reason. It's less of a time commitment. We talked about the shorter season. You play once a week. So for, for all these reasons and many more, some of it the violence do. We like violence. We are a violent society. We like violence. That's the reality of it. Let's not be Pollyanna. Let's not be phony. We love seeing the hits. In fact, a lot of fans are, don't like the fact that they there's not as many big hits as there used to be. We all enjoyed that. Just like a lot of people enjoyed fighting in hockey. We'll get to that later. Um, okay, so in the NFL, what would make the sport better? Honestly, there's not much. The NFL is, in my opinion, in a great place. While for me, I think as much as I I love baseball and like the NBA, uh, I think there were times in my lifetime where the game was better, both of those sports, in my opinion, especially basketball. However, I think this is the golden age of football. I don't think we've ever had better football. I love that the game is all about offense and all about scoring and all about quarterbacks because that's what I enjoy. For me, now, I'm sure there's some of you out there that would love it to go revert back to three yards in a cloud of dust and 
defense and clotheslines and all that stuff. I'm not in that category. So I love football the way it is. But I do have something that would make the NFL even better and make the season a little longer. See, as I've mentioned many times before, my two favorite sports, the NFL and Major League Baseball. As, as a fan, they're the two sports I'm passionate about. I'm interested in the other sports. I care to some degree in the other sports, but I'm passionate personally, not professionally. I mean, I'm pe- passionate professionally too, but personally, I'm passionate about baseball and football. Professional, no, no college. So the worst time of the year for me is the time in between the Super Bowl and the start of the baseball season. So one of the things that would make football better for me is if there was less time between those two seasons. How do we do that? Well, they've already expanded the NFL season to 17 games. Not good for the players, but in the end, the players were able to make more money, so they went for it. Don't blame them. Uh, Eventually, we are heading – this will not stay an odd number forever. Eventually, we will head to an 18-game season. Either way, whether we stay at 17 or eventually go to 18 games, there's something that the NFL should do that would make the sport better and make the season longer, and that's add a second bye. Now, what we don't want to see in the playoffs in the NFL, and for the most part we haven't seen this, uh, we've seen it become a big problem in, in the NBA. We see it the last few years it's happening all the time is stars getting injured. Now, the NFL, yeah, sometimes you take a big hit or you step wrong and you get injured, nothing you can do. It has nothing to do. But when you have, for example, if you're a team that has a bye in week four or week five, well, by the time you get to week 17, 18, the regular season ends in week 18 with the one bye, man, you've played 14 weeks of football in a row. Now, if you're a basketball guy or you're a baseball guy or a hockey guy, you might be saying, well, I mean, we're playing two games a week or three games a week or seven games a week, depending on the sport. But obviously, football, and now, uh, certainly those other sports are physically taxing, uh, you know, for, from different perspectives, right? Very physical, especially in hockey, very physical. But the NFL is the most brutal sport of the sports we, we care about, we pay most attention to. And so having a second week off, I think, would be huge. It also would expand the season. Now, I used to say that I wanted the Super Bowl to be President's Day weekend so everybody would have that Monday off. But the reality is people don't get uh, not everybody gets off on President's Day. Uh, Plenty of people are working that day. So I want to see it to the point where we are playing the Super Bowl the last week of February, maybe even the first weekend in March. I know some people be what? That's crazy. No, it's beautiful. Cuts down the time between the two sports. It would keep guys fresher and healthier. You'd be more likely uh, to, to, you'd be less likely to see the injuries that occur due to uh, overuse, say, of a running back. You know, guys getting taken a pound in each week. Uh, The injuries that pile up due to running attempts or throwing, whatever it may be. Right, that add up on your body with all the hits every week, getting that second week off. Now, very key here, and I think the NFL is smart enough to realize this because you would would seriously damage your entire fantasy football injury uh, um, 
industry. The key, if you do add a second bye week at some point, is you you have to have at least three and really should have four weeks still at the end of the year with no bye. So let's say they went to an 18-game schedule with two byes, which means you're playing 20 weeks as a season. And most fantasy football leagues, and some of you, if you're not a fantasy football player, my guess is if you're listening to this podcast, most of you are fantasy football players. But if you're not, you may think, what the hell are you talking about fantasy football? Why would the NFL care? Well, the NFL is now doing business with sports books, which is great. We love that at Bet Rivers. We love that people are able to legally gamble. People should be able to legally gamble with Bet uh, Bet Rivers in every state in America. It's absurd, absurd that you can't legally bet in some states. I think eventually it'll change, at least in most. Uh, it's just ridiculous. But uh, but whatever. <clears throat> so the NFL is on board with gambling now. If the years of fighting it, right? Okay, that's great. So the thing is, fantasy football is a part of gambling. There's no doubt about it. We could call it what we want, but in the end, fantasy football is gambling, uh, which which is great, fine, no problem. So you you have to be able to have fantasy football play. Now, some people play daily fantasy, get a new team each week. Okay, that would affect it. But if you play a season-long fantasy league, like I do in a variety of leagues, in fact, I'm, I'm in the middle currently of a 28-round 12-team Dynasty League draft. I'm picking in the 23rd round, and it's slim pickings at this point, my friends. I'm taking. I'm looking at a fourth quarterback that I never heard of before two weeks ago. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, so we can't mess with the fantasy playoffs. So if you had a 20 game season, you probably would leave week 20 alone. Most people don't play the final week, so week 17, 18, and 19 would have to be buy free. But you could do double buys from week four to week 16. That's what uh, thirteen weeks of buys. If you averaged, let's see, it's you need sixty four buys. You averaged five thirty nine fifty two. If you averaged five, well, you couldn't have five teams on a buy per week. That doesn't make sense. So you split it out. Half the weeks are four teams. Half the week is or six teams. You work it out over those thirteen weeks. You obviously try to spread out the two buys per team, uh, and and you get it done. I think this would make the NFL way better. Teams would be fresher at the end with the adding. Even if you don't add the twenty, the eighteenth game. Even if even it right now it's seventeen games. You could use that second buy again. Lengthens the season. Gives guys a little more rest, fresher for the playoffs, better quality product later in the season. That's the that's something that I've been looking at that I think, and I've been talking about it ever since they went to the discussion of 17 games, and then it happened, and now, again, I'm assuming at some point they're going to go to 18 games. I think it's a no-brainer for me to do this in the NFL. Let's go to Major League Baseball. I have been a diehard baseball fan my entire life. As a kid growing up in New York City, in Brooklyn, New York, in the 70s, and then my teen years in the 80s, not only did I love baseball, but so did everybody else. Every single friend I grew up with loved baseball. Not a single exception. Nobody didn't love baseball. Unfortunately... These days, baseball is not as popular amongst kids. Doesn't mean nobody likes baseball. But the reality is that the majority of diehard baseball fans are guys my age and older. 
I'm going to turn 52 in, uh, what, 11 days here, I think. And it's guys 50 and older that generally love baseball. doesn't mean nobody loves baseball under the age of 50, but the numbers start to decline the younger you get. And there's a variety of reasons for this. Um, there's, there's a lot of games. The game can be too slow at times. Um, less kids are playing it on their own. When I was a kid, we just go to the park and play baseball. Kids just don't do that anymore. There's less interest at a young age. I coached my son's little league team in a league that used to have 12 teams in the division we're in. Now there's eight. That's just is what it is. There's other sports that have become pop more popular that have stolen from baseball. Uh, it's a harder. We talked about it. I, to me, I give baseball picks all the time. I hit on my. Uh, I didn't wasn't on yesterday with the podcast, but I hit. If you watch the show, I hit on the Cardinals Reds over yesterday. Um, so we got back on track with that. Uh, for today, I actually like the Red Sox minus one hundred four at the Angels. But again, some people are not comfortable betting baseball because it's a little more confusing than the NFL. Now, I can help you with that, make it less confusing. I'm trying to. Right? If it's a negative number, you got to bet more. To, you know, if it's if the Rangers are uh, minus 124, which they are today, if you bet $100 and you lose, you lose 124. If you bet $100 on the Pirates at plus 107, you win $107. So, it you know, the, a negative number is the favorite. Positive number, the underdog, you win more on your bet. But it's confusing. Sometimes I'm even looking at it and I'm like, wait, I, you forget for a second how it goes. If you're, if, you know, anyway, so it's, it's, the bottom line is obviously it's much easier to bet on a strength point spread. So all these reasons can make, uh, ha- have diminished the interest in baseball, a variety of things. Uh, scandals, people like actions, not as much action. Now, I think baseball has finally done a good job in the last couple of years with some of the new rules. And, They've sped up the game, right? We're seeing the, the low-scoring games are flying by. Two hours, 150, 215. The, the higher-scoring games are taking longer, but that's fine. There's more action. So we've cut out the downtime. Banning the shift was a good idea. A lot of people don't like it, but I'm actually in favor of the runner on second and extra innings. A lot of people think it's cheesy. I get it. It is a little cheesy. I like it. I like every... Almost all the rules they've made in baseball. I hate the home plate rule with the not sliding into the catcher. I, I hate that one. But everything else they've done, I think, is great. But there's two other things Major League Baseball should do. Uh, and I don't think we'll, either, ev- we'll ever see either of these things happen. But I think Major League Baseball would be better if both of these things happen. Number one, and I never thought I would say this, cut down the games. The season's too long, and uh, I, I I always used to consider myself a baseball purist, but now I just want to be entertained, and I want more, I want more people to be interested. 162 games is too long a season. If you cut that down significantly, you could 
you'd have more interest because every game, the, the less games you have, the more value each game has. Now, you can't have too short a season because baseball's the type of sport where there's going to be ebbs and flows, and you don't you want to give a team a chance to come back. But to me, you could easily cut 40. Now, again, never going to happen. It would cost the owners money. It would cost the players money. The record book would be thrown out, although to me, the record book's been thrown out anyway. We don't, you know, used to know all these numbers, the home run leader, the all-time home run leader, all this stuff, and now they've all been tainted anyway. But if you played 120 games instead of 162 games and played the World Series even six weeks earlier, you'd have bigger ratings, People would be following the games more because every game would have much more meaning if you cut out a quarter of the season. It's drastic. It's never going to happen. I'm not delusional. I know there's zero chance that's ever going to happen. But baseball would be better. But even more important than that, baseball has a big market, small market problem. And it's really the only sport where this is a massive issue. And it's gotten worse. Uh the 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 salary disparity between the big market teams and the and I'm you can't see me but I'm doing air quotes small market because I don't I, the smallest markets in baseball are big cities they may not be as big as New York Chicago and L A but compared to most cities in America they're big but there are realities with baseball that obviously while teams in Cleveland and Tampa I'm not even going to talk about Oakland because that's totally crazy at this point. But teams like Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Tampa, teams that are you know trying to win at a certain you know certain level, they could they have higher payrolls. Sure, all three of those teams should have higher payrolls than they do. Can they have anywhere close to a payroll that the Yankees or the Mets or the Dodgers or the Cubs can? No, of course not, because those teams are making so much more money now. Um, if you're a fan of a big market team, you're mostly not going to care. I root for the Cubs, but I do care because I want the sport to be better. Um, I know most of my friends in New York don't give a rat's ass. Uh, most of the people I worked with in New York don't even realize baseball exists off the East Coast, don't care about it. I think most Yankee fans think Anthony Rizzo just debuted in the big leagues with the Yankees three years ago or two years ago, whatever the hell it was. They don't even know he played for the Cubs. They live in their own bubble, and they don't care that their payroll is five, six times more than these other teams, and yet they don't win. Uh, conti- they don't really win that many more games, haven't won a lot of championships. Mets, as we know, haven't won a championship in forever. But the sport, but it, what it has led to is a, especially in, in the markets where they don't spend, even if the teams are good, like Tampa and Cleveland, who are consistently good, they have killed these fan bases because these teams lose all their good or most of their good players, if not all of them. And if you if you don't have a player on your team through the prime of his career, and then it's hard to commit your heart to a team when you know you're losing players. Now, people talk about a salary cap. We talk about a salary cap in the NBA and a salary cap in the NFL. And yes, uh, a salary cap would be is it would benefit 
uh, the fans. However, the more important thing in baseball is to have a salary floor. Um, no team should have a payroll under $125 million. If you as an owner cannot afford to have a payroll of $125 million, you shouldn't be an owner in Major League Baseball. Now, in a perfect world, the the minimum salary would be 150, the minimum payroll would be 150, the max would be 225. Both those numbers would go up as the years would would go by, and then the biggest disparity you could have is 75 million between teams. That's reasonable. That wouldn't be a huge difference. The smaller the again, air quote, smaller market teams would be able to keep their players longer more often, at least some of them, they wouldn't have this massive advantage. Um, it'd make the sport better. Never going to happen. But baseball would be better. Way better. Let's go to the NBA. The biggest problem with the NBA... Now, from my perspective, I love the 80s and 90s basketball. Physical, uh, less three-pointers, battling in the paint. I'd like that, but I think... I don't know that that makes the sport better because I think the majority of younger fans like the NBA how it is. So I wouldn't change that. Selfishly for me, I'd like to see it, but I think the majority of basketball fans like basketball the way it is. And so my goal here is to do things that make these sports better uh, for the majority of people, not me selfishly. So I won't say that. But the NBA regular season is a problem. The problem is no, it's it's useless. It's meaningless. The NBA regular season, the league's biggest and worst kept secret is the NBA regular season is essentially the preseason. Nothing matters to the playoffs. The Lakers didn't play to the playoffs. The Heat didn't play to the playoffs. We are where we are. Now, good job by the Celtics last night keeping that series alive, unlike the Lakers, but the Heat will eventually win the series, and that'll be that. And they're going to go to the finals after basically not playing for much of the season. The Heat, a team that was very into this load maintenance, and we make fun of it, but look, it's working for the Heat, right? And it's worked for other teams, worked for the Lakers to some degree. Um, The regular season is meaningless. How could you make the NBA better? Again, this won't happen. If you cut it down from eight teams to four, they went to 10 teams making the playoffs, essentially. Uh, technically, it's to play in, not playoffs, whatever. Ten teams make the playoffs in each conference. That's absurd. There is really, you don't even have to be over 500 to get to the play-in. That stinks, makes the regular season meaningless. And I've decided that I will not, I refuse to watch regular season basketball any further, even though to some degree it's a dereliction of duty of my, as, my, as my job. But it's my protest to say the NBA regular season doesn't matter. It's preseason. I'm not going to watch it. Now, really, you could argue the same thing in the NHL. The regular season doesn't matter either. Uh, The team that gets the most points often does not win. There's so many upsets in the NHL because there's too many teams that make the playoffs in the NHL too. Both those sports would be better if you cut down playoff teams. If only four teams made the playoffs in each conference, in the NHL and the NBA, it would be better. Teams would have to play harder in the regular season. Now, I think there's less of this load maintenance type of stuff in the NHL than there is the NBA, but in reality, I don't watch the NHL enough to know what the truth is there. I'm just assuming that's the case, just because of the nature of the sport. 
But if the NBA went to four teams in each conference instead of this absurd 10, not even close to regular season would be a different story because you couldn't coast. Because the Lakers wouldn't have made the playoffs. The Warriors wouldn't have made the playoffs. The Heat wouldn't have made the playoffs. The Knicks who won around, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. None of them. Because they were all five seeds or lower. Again, not going to happen. So those are some of the changes <coughs> Excuse me, that I'd love to see these sports make. I don't expect any of them to happen. In fact, I know none of them will happen, except for maybe in the NFL they might add that extra buy, especially if they go to an 18th week. I could see them adding the buy. Besides that, in terms of baseball and basketball, it's a no-brainer that these would make the sports better, but we are not going to happen. The, the, the answer for basketball is not to add some sort of dopey tournament that Adam Silver wants to do in the middle of the season. I mean, I don't who cares about that? It's not more bass. They should cut down the games in basketball, too. That would make it better also. But really cutting down the playoff teams. But again, it's money. I get it. It's not going to happen. They don't care about what's best for the sport. They care about what's best for the shareholders. And and the, the players, they don't want to cut it down either because they're going to make less money if there's less games. All right. Uh, thanks for joining me here in this edition of the bullpen. Uh, I'm going to talk to Rick Barry this week, and we'll have that podcast out probably tomorrow on Thursday. Um, thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. I'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.